Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 4, looking at verses 4 and 5, read from today's New International Version. Paul illustrates the difference between faith and work by describing the process of employment. So let's listen to Romans chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, read from today's International Version. Now to anyone who works, their wages are not credited to them as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to anyone who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. Again, Romans chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, read from today's International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Romans chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, read from today's New International Version. Let me share from New Living Translation, which makes a little bit, it's a little easier to understand. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. And again, that was read from the New Living Translation. So let me go ahead and share what the commentaries had to say. So it says, not to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace. Because if I'm working, that means I'm working to earn the wages that I get. An employer does not call an employee's wage a gift. Instead, the worker earns what he receives. The employer is obligated to pay for work that has been completed. The wages are the agreed upon amount, not a gift. The idea of grace stands opposite to the principle of works. Grace has to do with receiving the freely given gift of God. Works has to do with earning our merit before God. And Paul has already told us that works will not save you. Only grace and favor from God. And then the commentary tells us of the Greek word charis, which translates is translated grace and signified in classical authors is a favor done out of spontaneous generosity of the heart without any expectation of return. Of course, this favor was always done to one's friend, not to an enemy. 
But when Charis comes into the New Testament, it takes an infinite leap forward. For the favor God did at Calvary was for those who hated him. So his grace is for all, the Jew and the Gentile. And uh, let me go ahead and continue. A system of works seeks to put God in debt to us, making God owe us his favor because of our good behavior. In works thinking, God owes us salvation or blessing because of our good works. But to him who does not work but believes him, uh, believes on him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. To those who do not work, but believe uh, believe in God, who justifies the ungodly, that would be us, his faith is accounted as righteousness. If a person could earn right standing with God by his or her works, doing good, obeying the law, circumcision in the, in the case of the Jews, Salvation wouldn't be free. It would be God's obligation, like paying for our efforts. If you have children and you've ever paid them because they have straight A's or they did this or they did that, we're paying, we're like bribing them. So we can't, um, that's just my analogy, but that's not what the commentary says. But uh, we're paying them for their good works. But that's not how God works. In contrast to a wage earner are sinners, the ungodly who trust God. These people do not work. In other words, they have come to God because of faith and have not performed any rituals or followed any laws. Yet these people are declared righteous because of their faith, not because of their works. And of course, Paul's Jewish listeners had a problem with that. Because they wanted the Gentiles to be circumcised. They wanted them to follow the, uh, the, the Mosaic laws. And Paul is saying, works is not going to save you. It's uh, what how your heart, that God looks at your heart. God justifies the ungodly. In this context, ungodly may also include Abraham. One commentary says he does. It includes Abraham, and others said that it doesn't. But if you think of it that way, Abraham was sim- similar to the Gentiles, and that he was uncircumcised and not under the law when God God called him. Paul's language may have shocked his audience, since many held, many Jews held Abraham in high regard as a righteous man. Here. Paul employs the context only of Genesis 11, not the wider context. Based on the context of Genesis 11:31, Abraham was uncircumcised and without work, works placing him in the same position as Gentiles. We might expect God only to justify a godly man, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, God can justify the ungodly. His faith and our faith is accounted for righteousness. God's interaction with Abraham establishes the pattern of interaction between God and people. 
God initiates and provides. People trust and receive. Just as Abraham, so our faith is accounted for righteousness. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that our faith is accounted to us as righteousness. We thank you that we are invited to enter into this relationship with you. We thank you that the special arrangement that you made with Abraham was also made with us. Because before um, his circumcision, he was still a faithful man. He was still a, a believing man. His faith was counted to him as righteousness. We thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. Um, haven't listened to the news in a while, but I'm sure that things uh, that's been going on in Israel, in Afghanistan, in uh, Gaza, and other places around the world, those of the household of faith, God, we're praying for them, especially this time of year for us. I don't know. I know the Jews are celebrating uh, Hanukkah. So this time of year, God, I know their hearts are heavy, but they still come to you with a cheerful heart. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that picture. We're praying for those who need you, Father, whatever their needs are. Bless as only you can. Heal as only you can. Deliver as only you can. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.